Rolling. <laughs> I'm not starting over. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden oh. Stores brings you, I was there last night getting a wooden dowel. Brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 906, August 17th, 2022. It was 100 degrees on this day. That was in 1947. They had a hot summer. And it was 42 degrees on this day in 1962. They had a cool summer. Aquaside products are still in vogue. The summer swimming season is not yet concluded. Aquaside has been keeping beaches and swimming areas free of weeds and algae for more than 60 years with a great line of weed and algae control products made right there in White Bear Lake. Yes, they are a White Bear Lake company. Aquaside lakefronts are clean. They're free of the muck. The products are easy to use, they work quickly, and they're registered with the EPA and DNR, and those products are completely, completely safe. Call Aquaside, 1-800-328-9350. Jaw with them for a while. Tell them what you think the problem is. They'll figure out the problem for you, help you identify it, make sure you get the right products, and your place will look great even, yes, the rest of this summer long. Or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I'm delighted to tell you that there is a potential for a particularly spectacular light show in the night sky in the next few days after multiple coronal mass ejections produced by the sun on August 14th heads towards Earth. A Category G3 magnetic storm, which was predicted for August 18th, which is considered a moderate storm, uh, is headed this way. The storm was originally predicted to be no stronger than a Category 2. Hmm. But since the sun ejected multiple CMEs, at least four of those could have direct contact with Earth as far south as Iowa. So this might mean you don't have to pile into the uh, family wagon and head north. You might be able to see this right here in the Twin Cities, although I think we're headed for a spate of... Uh, Cloudy and rainy weather. Yeah, but what what yeah. are we seeing? What's I know corona- the northern lights. Okay, yeah. okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. See, every eleven years, the sun completes a solar cycle, in which mass amounts of radiation and plasma are emitted in the form of solar storms, and when that happens, you get the uh, you get the northern lights. So you're Ooh. saying that nat- that part of nature is also cyclical to the point of. 11 years for the past four and a half billion. I'll say. When it was going at five billion years ago. Bill Stein FYI's me. The bird you have been talking about is a gross beak, not a grass beak. The island nation of mm. Trinidad and Tobago. The correct pronunciation is Tobago. Have I been saying Tobago? Who cares? I was there years ago and asked a local government. I asked a local about the pronunciation, and he said it's Tobago. We are Tobagans, not Toboggans. Uh, that Minneapolis Teachers Union contract that eliminates the white people before anyone else? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a good point here from uh, Michael. I had participated in a contract negotiation in a union two years ago in Michigan and want to share 
something. This contract would have a clause in it that basically says if any clause in the contract is illegal, that clause is unenforceable. This is only a feel-good clause to make the socialists happy. The negotiation I was involved in tried to add some things that would benefit the union, but that was illegal in Michigan, as Michigan is a right-to-work state. In other words, what I think he's saying is that uh, the uh, Minneapolis Teachers Federation might very well know that they've crafted something that will not stand the test of the courts, but they did it to uh, publicly display their virtue. Mm. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, Joe, you're just tone policing. Yeah, yeah stop tone policing. <laughs> yeah. Tone policing. What a bunch of BS that is. <laughs> okay, that now, everybody, the... every GLer, please get out a pencil and paper because mm. this is getting to be kind of Let's silly. Do... I think we have to do it. Can I use a marker instead? Yes. Uh, I've got a crayon. Jennifer a Waters crayon. wants to know. I bought three advanced tickets for the Minnesota State Fair knowing that we would use two of them just so my husband could see Garage Logic live. Lord knows we should be contestants for Married Forever, even though we've only been married 18 years. We are both retired, and he spends all his time improving the homestead. Serious, professionally trained craftsman he is. While I spend my time playing pickleball and playing in dog sports. Okay. Hey, God knows how the dishes or laundry. God knows how the dishes. Shut up. God knows how the dishes or laundry ever get done. One of the few things we have in common is we will attend the Minnesota State Fair and watch Garage Logic live, as we both enjoy tremendously. I am trying to make a date. Let's go to the fair on Friday, August 26th, like we did last year, and had so much fun riding the bus from the church parking lot. We got a primo parking spot. Please clarify your state fair appearance schedule so we can be sure to be there if you ever do married forever. We will be there even if you never do that again. All right, Jennifer. Stop a second. Mm -hmm. We have to preface this by a flock of seagulls appearing before (laughs) Van Halen. Mm -hmm. So Thursday, sometime around 11, maybe before, maybe after, News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with the triumphant return of Don McLean will be airing on the GL stage. Wonderful. Yes. There. Now go ahead, Such. All right, Jennifer. We are there every day of the fair except the Wednesday of the fair. Every weekday. And Labor Day. Every weekday. We are there every weekday of the fair except the Wednesday of the fair. There's only one Wednesday. That's August 31st, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. And Labor Day Monday, we will not be there. So we'll be there the first Thursday and Friday. Then we'll be there Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And every day we're going to start at noon with the exception of the first Friday, which is August 26th. That show will start early. Oh. At 11 a.m. That oh. show on the Friday, August 26th, will start at 11 a.m. All other shows start at noon. So you're making special accommodations? For myself. And if you could, uh, if you plan on coming that fr- first Friday for the 11 o'clock show, Joe would really like it if all of you hung out and talked to him after the show that <laughs> Please. day. Please. No, I have to get going. That's why we're starting. Well, we have to, a word of warning, but for the post-show celebrations, uh, 
two of the five of us are uh, no longer fun. Guy Guy Drevlo writes, we listen to your show as often as possible, mostly binge the shows as we travel as a family. We are going to the State Fair for the 4-H static exhibits, and my youngest wants to start a podcast and loves your show. Is there any way to meet you and the gang at one of your shows and maybe Willow being a guest as a 4-H'er? Willow? Foghorn Dad, oh, well, I got it. No chance. I don't. I don't see that happen. I don't. No, me neither. Is there any way to meet you and the gang at one of your shows, and maybe Willow being a guest as a four H'er? Uh, uh, who knows? I believe you will be truly fascinated by her wit and humor for a young lady. Well, that would be revolutionary because most of the four H kids we had uh, have uh, had on are very quiet kids. Yes. So They're if, humble. If you want to give Willow a chance, uh, we'll, uh, we could probably accommodate you. All right? So there you are. Okay. And I have, <clears throat> let's see, I have some feedback. This is not State Fair related, but uh, it is airworthy. Uh, let me find it. This is from Brian E. Uh no, that's uh, looking good, Rook. Can you suggest a good recipe for smoked wabbits? I was going to use my gator maggot magnets to hang some wabbits in my smoker. Good luck. That's not the one I was looking for, but I'm going to find. You know, uh, as he's looking, Joe. Should we start over? Willow's Willow's dad. Willow's dad just did what we all do as parents. Uh-huh. Embar- embarrassed her. Yeah, I-, I can just see Willow going. Oh, Dad, come on! Come on you know what we'll oh. do. You know what we'll do. Let's finish off the job for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Absolutely. Now I think we have to have yeah. her up. What's absolutely. Save that letter. Don't throw it away. You know, there, one there of my are. personal favorite moments. Guy, are you fair. prepared to throw your child to the wolves? Yes. Yes. <laughs> You know the uh, the microphone that we always have on a stand on the sidewalk in front of the stage out yeah, there? Yeah, for ambiance. I, I always love it when people just randomly walk up to it and start talking into it, thinking I'm just going to have it live the entire time that we're out at the fair. We're overtaking the show. <laughs> David Hansen is the man that had this uh, submission for Garage Logic. Uh, rookie, thanks for the movie reference. The minute the last name of the teachers' union president was mentioned, the thought was, this is right up your alley. Glad you did not disappoint. And that was for Callahan, which is a reference to what, Kenneth? Uh, Tommy Boy. Tommy, Tommy Boy. It was Callahan yeah. Auto Parts. Such totally missed it. <laughs> mean her dad didn't run an auto parts store? No. <laughs> well, in real life, Tommy's dad did. Right. But Callahan's... No, in the movie. Right. In the movie. in the movie. take over because dad died. Yes. Yeah. He had a heart attack. And... Uh, on but his I wedding day. Do Joe. believe Greta Callahan had no uh, fish in the game, right. shall we say? Skin in the game. Skin in the game. Fish. In I don't the think game. you have fish in the game. Nah. So what, let me see if I got this straight. Check it on out. Yeah. Okay. What you morons do <laughs> is when I'm talking. Yeah. You're racking your brains to come up with references about something that I'm going to entirely miss. Here's the deal, Such. Uh Face the fact, I'm a jitterbug boy. That's that's just the fact right there. <laughs> no, I can summarize it for him. You know, Joe, uh, let me think of an analogy. I could put a he- my head up a cow's butt to get a good look at a T-bone, but I'm not going to do that. 
<laughs> well, speaking of uh, that, <laughs> saw the movie, did he? he didn't see that one either. Speaking of that, Je- is it Jennifer Callahan? Uh, Greta. Butcher's I'm sorry, Greta. Yeah. Uh, Keith Olson out in Montana had a good thought. After listening to the first part of the podcast where you spoke about what the Minneapolis Teachers Union said this summer during the strike, she, being uh, Greta Callahan, rambled on about being against capitalism and patriarchy. You inserted the adjective of white in relation to the founding fathers in virtually every other historic part of America. Then this thought struck me. Isn't the Marxist-Communist viewpoint just another thing to dreamt up by some old white dudes? Why hate one patriarchal system but not the other if one of the reasons is that it was dreamt up by some old white dudes? Hmm. He's got a great well, idea. That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. See, they yeah. think in Montana. Yeah. Yeah. And Steve Wilson, you know Steve, Steve and Julie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. They took yep. the show to Kodiak, Alaska. Uh, different world up here, but it still still feels like America. Uh, Julie had a decent-sized Kodiak bear wanting to take her sockeye salmon, but then he heard she was a GLer and decided he didn't want to mess with her. Keep up the good work, and we'll see you at the fair, Steve and Julie. Okay. Did you see the picture? Yeah. Yeah, there's a picture of Julie with a fly rod and a big old bear behind her across the creek. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Hoss. Okay. <laughs> Patrick Henry High School is going to go ahead with plans to change the name of the high school because Patrick Henry owns slaves. They've managed to keep it that simple. They don't know anything about Patrick Henry because the people making this decision are they themselves poorly educated. This would be a great, great opportunity to broaden the uh, horizons of these kids. Uh, Patrick Henry High School will be getting a new name after the Minneapolis School Board on Tuesday directed the school community begin to begin the name change process. The board's school names advisory, the board's school names advisory committee, which was formed in 2020, had recommended a name change for the Northside High School because Patrick Henry, an 18th century Virginia politician and leading proponent of independence before the Revolutionary War, owned slaves. So they reduced Patrick Henry to that 12 or 15 words. According to the resolution approved Tuesday, students, staff, and community members recognize the need for a school name that better represents the values of the community. The values that Patrick Henry represented were extraordinary freedom for the individual. What values do you have that beat that? Hmm. I look forward to supporting Henry through this process as they continue to work towards a new school name, said board member Kimberly Caprini, who sponsored the resolution. You're not a bright woman, Kimberly. You've missed a great chance here. Uh, The high school's community is changing, and a new name will better represent the families it serves. A couple of points. Go. As far back as the Lake Calhoun kerfuffle, we, we anticipated that once you go down this road, it cannot stop. Mm-hmm. Right. It just cannot stop. Your work will never be done. The dominoes are falling. And two, the team name for Patrick Henry is the Patriots. Okay. Five will get you ten. They changed that because they'll, they'll decide that uh, pa- being patriotic does not reflect equity or inclusiveness. Ooh. So what will they be? They'll have to be something that will reflect the new name. Uh, Here's what you missed, uh, because you're not wise people. You're not thinking. This would have been a great opportunity to assign the kids the book Lion of Liberty 
the biography of Patrick Henry by a guy named Harlow Giles Unger, author of The Last Founding Father. Patrick Henry, it turns out, is a fascinating fellow, a wonderful orator, an average farmer. He, uh, he found the ownership of slaves, slaves lamentable, although he apparently kept his on. Okay. But he also fought uh, that he also fought for, here I, I circled it, uh, he also fought for ending the transportation of slaves to uh, force uh, the, America, the new Americans to not have them. A champion of religious freedom, Henry fought to end slave importation and was the true father of the Bill of Rights. Recognized in his day as America's greatest orator and lawyer, Henry bitterly opposed big national government, American as well as British. He sought instead to unite American states in an amicable confederation that left each state free to govern itself as it saw fit, but ready to unite with its neighbors in defense against a common enemy. A bitter foe of the Constitution, he predicted its failure to limit federal government powers would restore the very tyranny that had provoked the revolution against Britain. He Hmm. warned that the Constitution, as written, failed to include a Bill of Rights to guarantee freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, trial by jury, redress of grievances, and other basic individual rights. So they passed his amendments. Right. And said, Patrick, you've got a great idea there. Here are the Bill of Rights. And uh, it's just a crying shame that the kids will never know a thing about Patrick Henry. Uh, their school, if, in my estimation, is proudly named Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death. Uh, if the kids knew about that, they could have worked it into a cheer. Or maybe they have over the years. Although the first Congress passed some of Henry's amendments to protect individual liberties, it rejected his demands to impose strict limits on federal powers and safeguard state sovereignty. His struggle for the rights of states to govern themselves sowed the seeds of secession in the South and subsequent growth of the large, intrusive federal government that Henry so despised and what we see today. That's one reason why both um, Republicans and Democrats, used to anyway, mm-hmm. claim them as their hero. Mm-hmm. He's more of a libertarian, wasn't he? Was he was a strict libertarian. Yeah. Within months of taking office, Congress enacted a national tax without the consent of state legislatures, as Parliament had with the Stamp Act of 1765. There there you go. In 1794, President Washington fulfilled Henry's prophecy of presidential tyranny by sending troops into Pennsylvania to suppress protests against federal taxation, as Britain's Lord North had done in Boston in Mm. 1774. To this day, many Americans misunderstand what Patrick Henry's cry for liberty or death meant to him and to his tens of thousands of devoted followers in Virginia's Piedmont Hills, then and now. A prototype of the 18th and 19th century American frontiersman, Henry claimed that free men had a natural right to live free of the tyranny of rulers, American as well as British. A student of the French political philosopher Montesquieu Henry Montesquieu, Henry believed that individual rights were more secure in small republics where governors live among the governed than in large republics where the public good is sacrificed to a thousand views. Rather than the big government created by the Constitution, 
Henry sought to create an alliance of independent, sovereign states similar to Switzerland, whose confederation, he said, had stood upwards of 400 years, braved all the power of ambitious monarchs, and retained their independence, republican simplicity, and valor. All right, he was the son of a Scotsman. He grew up in Virginia's frontier hill country, far from the government constraints and urban crowding. Every, he was far from the country's tallest buildings. Every day was an adventure with wild animals, Indian marauders, fierce frontiersmen. Uh, it goes on and on and on. He was neither a saint nor a villain, but he was a towering figure in the nation's formative years and perhaps the greatest orator in American history. Lord Byron, who could only read what Henry had said, called him the for- forest-born Demosthenes, Demos- Demosthenes. And John Adams, who did hear him, hailed him as America's Demosthenes, Demosthenes of the age. George Washington respected and esteemed him enough to ask him to serve as Secretary of State, then Chief Justice of the United States. Virginia Patriot George Mason called Henry the first man upon this continent in abilities as well as public virtues and founding father most responsible for the preservation of our rights and liberties. And you people at Patrick what? Henry, because the Minneapolis School Board is populated with Marxists and progressives and socialists who really aren't well-educated, you're taking none of this into consideration. You attempt to rewrite history. Your, your work is ill-fated, and it will never stop. What it was your line, end. the line you read, he was neither a villain or a what? He was neither a saint nor a sinner. Ne- neither saint. a saint nor a villain. Is there a man or woman, among, hold on, Reavers, a man or a woman among us, all the way back in history, that is truly a saint? Of course not. Other than saints appointed by the church? No, um, no matter who it is in history, they're all going to have foibles. Mm-hmm. They're, everybody's human. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're trying to change history, Joe, as you just said. I think they're trying to erase history. They are. They don't and like America. History will not go away. The only thing you're doing, like you when you started out, is you're proving your ignorance and you're exploiting your ignorance and you're teaching your ignorance to the kids. What a wonderful opportunity to learn. I just learned. Hey, if you don't like America, then you can get it. I just learned a whole bunch of stuff about Patrick Henry that I didn't know. Plus, I read his Wikipedia page. Fascinating guy. And you could say the same about, like, say, go to the Civil War. Both sides of the Civil War, North and South. Robert E. Lee. We're getting rid of all of his statues. What a fantastic opportunity to learn about Robert E. Lee. Well, it's just a but shame. No, it's just they, a they, shame. That they're erasing history. The school board is, does not really know what it's doing in terms of preserving American convention and tradition. They're uh, deeply involved in bringing about its end. And it's a shame because your job will never end. Patrick Henry was a, was a wise, wise man. To, to bring it back into modern times, uh, life closest to the country's tallest buildings, George Washington viewed frontier life as anarchy. In other words, you people out in the suburbs, we can't control you. Well, and, and Henry said, no, out here it's liberty. Right. It's just like today. Yeah. Oh my it's God. just like today. <laughs> How often? I, I won't shut up about that. Yeah. Is Patrick Henry the one that said... I know, Chris, I know. <laughs> Is he the one that said, I regret that I only have one life to give for my country? No. That no, was Nathan Hale. Nathan Hale, oh, whose statue okay. is on... Uh, uh, Portland and Summit. Really? 
Well, we'll get rid of him eventually. Now, I, the statue okay. thing, Kenny, you got to stop now because there should be no Confederate statues. I'm sorry. So you, you, no you're statues. comparing Confederate statues to Nazi symbolism in Germany. You think they're uh, the, no, on the but, same no, level? No, but I'm, co- I'm comparing it to our enemy and people who trade were traitors against the country. Yeah. I, you teach the history, but you don't okay. put their statues up. All right. But, he, I mean, we wouldn't put up a statue of Hitler. We wouldn't put up a statue of uh, Toto, uh, Tito, Toto. What Tito. do we do about the National Cemetery in Washington there? That was uh, yeah, Robert E. Lee's wife's you know, uh, property. Yeah, that's... Do we just dig, dig that up? I don't think up? you do anything. No, I don't think you do anything with that. Uh, you make but a good point. But wouldn't you agree a I, statue is... is in honor of someone? Well, we brought up Gettysburg yesterday. Both sides are honored there, the North and the South and the different battlefields. You think all of the South, the, the soldiers and generals and whatnot from the South should be eliminated? I think be eliminated. Just remember, uh, John, the Confederacy was virtually all Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah, I know. So, I know that's another thing. That's, I, I guess uh, I don't get the point of that either. Uh, the, the, well, the, well, Democrats were the ones who were held out the longest against civil rights. Well, well, I, I, yeah. I think what I take away from that is that the Democrats now don't know anything about history. Well, no, they, don't. <laughs> no, they don't. But how does uh, having a statue of Robert E. Lee or Stonewall Jackson, uh, how does that teach history? Uh, well, and why been, not then put up a statue what, of... History is what happened. Well, then why not put up a statue of the people we fought in World War II or the people we well, fought in World why War I? Would we, that, that's up to Germany, not us. That's up to Japan, not well, us. Well, who that's did up we to fight? Russia, not us. Okay, who, who did we fight in the Civil War? The South. Well, okay, we have statues Se- up in Why have, am I involved in this argument? We fought I don't well, because you jumped in. in this no, I think it's really fascinating. I think it's really good. I, th- I still think I disagree with you, John. Yeah, I, I'm going to well, leave I know. this in your ballpark, Kenny and John. <laughs> but I, I'm not doing it because I'm a swaggering Confederate flag-waving. Oh, God, waving. no. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. I think it's just a wonderful opportunity to teach you. I've been to battlefields in the Deep South, and it's moving and haunting, and you learn a lot by reading about these people, and it, it didn't change my view on slavery the, or secession at all, at all. The other thing is, if you read about the history of the statues, a lot of them were put up in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, that's, and they were put up as monuments because those people were trying that, to fight against integration. Didn't Pelosi's old man put one up in Baltimore? That's actually an excellent, yeah, that's a good point, John. You're right. You know, yeah. and speaking of ballparks, um, they better put one up of me outside of Faribault for all the work I'm doing for I this damn so. tournament. Yeah, that's town ball talk. Is this a I town guess, ball? I guess you know, you done. mentioned. Uh, I guess that's it, Kenny. Yeah. You mentioned gator hooks previously uh, in a very unflattering way. Uh, oh, hey, there's a use for everything. Gator hooks are for storage. Yeah. And it's just a cool invention because they've improved the magnetic grip of these magnets. Yep. These ain't the cartoon magnets. I moved one of them today. You got to lift up the little plastic slipper, easy. and then you just pluck the magnet off the steel surface, Bam. and you move it somewhere else. They're called gator hooks. They're movable hooks with a patented magnetic technology. Holds up to 25 pounds onto any metal surface. It turns all metal surfaces in your garage or house or the side of your pickup at the work site into a storage facility because the key to a clean garage is getting stuff off the floor. So there go your steel shelves, cabinets, workbenches, fire doors, refrigerators, freezers. They become storage areas by fitting a 
a gator magnet to them. This is a really cool thing. You should check it out. I call it a mobile storage because, because you, you just can pick change it up and move it anytime you want. It's different every day. Hey, that hanging that those kids' bats there doesn't Driving work. Me nuts I'm moving today. it over here. Put it over there. You can see how they work and learn much more uh, about gator hooks from Gator Magnetics. One word: GatorMagnetics.com. Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. As you set out to explore Minnesota this summer, think about this. I didn't even know this. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with a population over 2,500, and the Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of those. Why is this fact important? Because the Canopy Group's experience in all those Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 16 insurance companies for a reason. That's to match your specific situation for your area with the absolute best insurance company for you. This is done every year because your specific situation may change. This experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group clients the peace of mind that knowing that Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit thecanopygroup.com today. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Stray cats on the Garage Logic podcast. Yes, I can see a, a stand-up drummer here. Who is this? Uh, hold on, this was a listener submitted one. Stooge. No, no, this is not the Stooge. Dan Grunmanson. I love this. Yeah, he's yeah. good. Cool. Seeing a hollow body guitar. Uh huh. Big Gretsch. Yeah. Uh, say, uh, Ross, I, I mean Chris, uh, sorry I get you two confused, you're virtually the same person in my mind now. Um, could you help me out here for a second? I'm, last week, I'm under the impression that you said howdy to our new partner, NRI Recycling in Hugo. I did, Hugo. yes, in your absence, yes I did. Did you talk about Rick? I guy? did not, because I haven't had the chance to meet him. Rick is the big shot up in Hugo, he runs the show at NRI Recycling, pays us money for our scrap metal now we're talking copper brass stainless steel electrical wire iron aluminium and auto parts uh they'll take it all and uh, aluminum cans too here for you you guys that uh drink about a case of beer a day if you recycled those with nri recycling and hugo you'd have money coming your way that would help pay for that next case um don't and if you're at a job that discards a lot of metal, you know, something like, say, a plumber or an electrician, you're losing money by not recycling. It's really easy. Just drive through, drop it off. They weigh the scrap, then they pay you. Uh, if you have a lot of metal, if you got a scrap metal pile, look into getting a dumpster from these guys. Ask for rates, and uh, they'll haul it all away in one shot. They also buy precious metals, and they're going to give you a much better price than just uh, going to a jewelry store or whatever, or better than a pawn shop. Uh, with prices for everything under the sun going through the roof, we could all use a little extra money. NRI Recycling, a great source if you have scrap metal to get rid of them. Here's the deal, the phone number. Write this down, pause it, back up, listen again, 651-289-2853. You'll get the uh, current prices on the different metals. Check them out in Hugo, Highway 61, or the website, the easiest of it all, nrimn.com, nrimn.com. Changing these school names, I imagine, is true 
uh, all over the country. The closest you get to the country's tallest buildings. Two other schools in the Minneapolis district, Sheridan Elementary and Jefferson Elementary, uh, were respectively named Las Estralis and Ella Baker. That, uh, that process began in the year 2020. Sheridan was named for General Philip Henry Sheridan, a Civil War officer who led the relocation of Native Americans off the Great Plains and encouraged the extermination of Buffalo. Jefferson was named for the founding father and third U.S. president who owned slaves. You really have to be careful because there were Native American tribes who owned slaves. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of one of your things where you're, it's all mixed into one and it's not crystal clear cut. Uh, some of the tribes actually did a little research on that. Actually, they took the system that the uh, Europeans brought in mm-hmm. and ended up using the same thing. Uh, among those, the Cherokee, Choctaw, and Creek nations. Yep. Uh, they would uh, use captive African-American people for profit. Uh, some of the tribes, though, eventually became a thing between the tribes where they would fight over this because some tribes did not agree with the idea of slavery. Among the Cherokee, records show that those in the tribe who held people in slavery were largely children of European men that had shown their children the economics of slavery. As European colonists took the people they enslaved into frontier areas, uh, frontier areas there were more opportunities for relationships between African and Native American peoples. Uh, less than 3% of Native Americans kept others in slavery, according to Wikipedia. But frequently they'd be in fighting other tribes to take prisoners, Correct. turn those prisoners into slaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and our wives, yeah. uh, daughters were for sale, wives were for sale. Yeah. Um, you know, no man or woman in the history of our world is without flaw. No. Henry Sibley High School in uh, Mendota is now called Two Rivers. So again, your your uh, task will never end uh, when it, when you're setting out to completely whitewash history. You're not you're not trying to do anything except eliminate history, because there's no other way to explain what you're up to. And th- this is uh, a, a losing uh, proposition, a losing conversation. The name of Patrick Henry is going to be changed. I can't do anything about that. I just lament the idea that the uh, school board is so obtuse that they have no idea how this could be such a wonderful, wonderful uh, period of learning for kids about the history of this country and the the history of that man. And uh, shame on you, but you're not capable of shame. So I, I can't do anything about this. It's just a it's just a crying shame. Is is there anybody pre twentieth century then you could possibly name a school after? Well, I can't I possibly how, imagine that how, there is. How could you? Anybody. How could you? No. Well, yeah. That's why and there's no even into the twentieth century. There's no booklet. There's no uh, mm-hmm. template to say if you did this, okay, <laughs> we have to change it. Uh, and, yeah. and to what extent? It's just. There's no rules. It speaks, it speaks to fear. It speaks to a great fear that you people, you meaning the Minneapolis School Board in this case, for example, you're afraid to examine history. You're, you're, you're satisfied with your knee-jerk reaction. You're satisfied with your impulses. You're not willing to go beyond them and learn. And uh, that, that's part, partly, uh, well, maybe, maybe even more than partly, that's uh, the failed academy is in great part responsible for your thinking, which is pretty much non-existent, and it's a terrible, terrible situation. Uh, I think it'd be neat to go to a high school named Patrick Henry and learn all about it. Yeah. Uh huh. 
And again, the Patriots, five will get you ten. That's gone. Oh, yeah, about, there's no chance that's staying. What about Roosevelt? Are we changing that, too? Well, I would not. They will. What's left in Minneapolis for high schools? North. Well, it's hard to bitch about a compass name. <laughs> is South changed? Is South closed? No. Closing? I don't think South so. is still That's open. another compass Edison? you're all right. Well, I'm being very Edison. serious here. Edison. Well, he invented electricity. Yeah, but, but he was a serious <laughs> jackass and known for stealing other people's inventions. And he had a huge staff um, who were doing some of the inventing themselves, and then he was taking credit for it. Why not? And I'm not being facetious. I mean, are we headed towards uh, you know the New York public school system? Public school number 34? Number, number, I have the yeah. list right wow, here. Washburn. Horrible. Washburn. Now, Washburn was probably named for the Milling family. Washburn McCreevy? No, that's a mortuary. Oh. Washburn Mill. Okay. I would imagine Washburn was named for the Milling uh, dynasty. Southwest. Another that's compass. a compass. You're all right with compass. Henry Senior High School. That's got to go. Uh, South Senior High School. That's a compass. You're all right. Roosevelt, Edison. Uh, I think you're going to pass. That'd Is this be... the one that was changed recently? Fair Senior High School? I've never heard of oh it. I God. hadn't either. Uh, Heritage STEM Academy. Well, again, when you start getting into that, just change the conversation. I have no idea what you're talking about. And then about. North, North Community. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, Wellstone uh, International High School. That'll be okay, right? Yeah, but, and again, I don't know what that might have been previously, if in fact it is uh, something previous. Got I have it. no idea. Okay. Washburn is named after Cadwallader. Cal, Cadwallader. Thank you. C. Washburn, an American businessman, politician, and soldier who founded the mill mm -hmm. that later became General Mills. Mm -hmm. You look him up on uh, Wikipedia, mm -hmm. this, his image, uh, this is a guy that takes no S from anybody. <laughs> yeah, that picture. Ooh, Cadwallader? Is, uh, yeah, he's yeah. got that look about him that uh, <laughs> you, you're about to get slapped, okay? <laughs> well, it's called The Lion of Liberty by Harlow Giles Unger. Uh, it's a great, uh, I would imagine, I have not read it, but I'm now tempted to. Because I'm reading the new Daniel Silva novel and I find it insufferable. So maybe I'll The Lion switch. what? I'm sorry. The Lion of Liberty. Patrick of Liberty. Henry. Thank you. Patrick aren't, Henry. Uh, not to change the subject, but aren't all of those novels that feature a reoccurring uh, hero, don't they all eventually become insufferable? I don't think it's insufferable because of that. I just think the writing style is insufferable. Everything's precious, and everyone's called Petal, and every meal is Akobuso with wine. And come on, you got two kids running around. You're not staring there, That's batting good. your eyes at your wife. Give me a break. Right, <laughs> right. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But the character Gabriel Olan was a great character in the first few books. An Israeli intelligence officer who didn't take ass from anybody and solved a lot of problems and who his cover was uh, and he restore. was yeah very good at it yeah. and restoring yeah. art yeah and he's in this current most recent book he's he is a retired from the israeli forces and he's an art restorer who gets dragged back into the of course dragged back into the fray by his uh, art gallery friend julian isherwood he's still London. alive yeah. julian is yeah, huh? julian's alive yeah well, where were we, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, oh, I, 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 I want to take some time to personally... Well, let's stay with the failed academy. 
I'll get to my personal concern here in a moment. John, uh, I don't know what you think about this. You might have a uh, particularly uh, impactful view of this. The school board in North Dakota's largest city, which is what, Bismarck or Fargo? I believe it's Fargo, yeah. Yeah, the school board in North Dakota's largest city decided to stop reciting the Pledge of Allegiance at their meetings uh, because of the words under God. The uh, Fargo school board voted 7-2 Wednesday to halt the recitation of the pledge, saying it doesn't align with the district's diversity code. (laughs) Largely because it says under God in one phrase. The state Republican Party called the board's action laughable and an affront to our American values. Grand Fork State Senator Scott Myers said that he would begin working on a school voucher bill draft next week. These positions, like by the Fargo School Board, just don't align with North Dakota values, he said. The logical solution is just to give parents that option to help educate their kids. Nick Arculetta, Archuleta, who heads the North Dakota United, the union that includes teachers and other public employees, said even without the Fargo School Board action, he fully expected at least one school choice bill when the legislature reconvenes in January. Right now, every North Dakota family has the right to send their kids to public schools, to parochial schools, to private schools, or to homeschool them. So they already have school choice, Arculetta said. What they're asking for is public dollars to pay for those decisions. Our position has been and always will be uh, that money raised from the public tax collection, collection should be used for public purposes, including public education. Uh, let's see. Last year, GOP Governor Doug Burgum signed a bill designed to protect schools and teachers from lawsuits that might arise from the posting of the Ten Commandments in classrooms. Uh, hoping to fend off legal challenges, the bill includes a requirement that the Ten Commandments be part of a display and other historical documents. That's all, I do that's all a, the Ten Commandments are. It's a historical document. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. I do, have, I do have an update on that for you, though, Joe. I yeah. saw it yesterday, yeah. uh, and I just looked it up again to make sure they have called a special meeting mm-hmm. of the Fargo School Board on Thursday night of this week, and they may reverse that decision. Oh, good. See, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Uh, under God uh, was an American value. That's how the country was founded. Yep. But it doesn't work with the people who are trying to reinvent. It doesn't work for Mysterians. Mysterians want a different country. Right. And the, the country they want has nothing to do with a god. No, the only Not religion. Not to mention the god. They only, the only religion they follow is climate change. Uh, that's, that's their theology. That's not far off the mark. That's, that's their, not far off yeah. the mark. Well, God love us all. We're, you know what? Uh, I'm not the best church goer uh, among us here. You're I, a cheester? I know, you know, some of you guys go quite a lot. I, I don't even qualify as a cheester, I'm going to be no, honest. No. But what I have found uh, that at least half of the Ten Commandments are pretty good um, policies to keep in mind, and you don't have to be religious. That's the point of them. Honor your life lessons. Right. Honor your yep. father and mother. Exactly. Yep. You shall not murder. Who, right. who's, who's against that? That's enshrined in our laws. You shall not commit adultery. Yeah. I mean, if you're married, yeah. you know yeah. that's probably a good idea. If you're not married, what the hell is adultery? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't I mean, mean anything. Yeah. You're right. right. 
Right. You shall not steal. Uh, it's in our laws. I, I learned this one as a, I think I was four years old when I my fingers got a little sticky, and uh, I still remember the lesson I learned there. You hey, shall. It's n- funny you say that. I've told you, this story before. Let me finish, and then you yeah. can tell. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. I don't know what that means, it but I like, all, I like all lie. my neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you shall not covet. Uh, the only thing I covet is sleep. Yep. Uh, other than that, yeah, I don't really can't. covet. It's a sin. You can't covet sleep. But yeah, what's your story? Because I, I got stole busted. A pack of Chicklets gum from the counter. Yeah. At the local store, it would have been on Grand Avenue, a little Mon Pa store, when I was about six, five or yeah. six. Yeah. Shoved every one of those Chicklets in my there trap. There, boy. And I'm sitting, the there, I'm sitting there on my rocking horse with my mouth just bulged out. <laughs> And the old man or mom said, where did you get that gum? And I said, well, I took it from the store. They marched me back to the store yeah. and gave me a nickel and said, you pay this clerk for that gum. That was the lesson. The clerk gave you a verbal chew out? I was down hard on you? No? I was probably four or five, and I walked out of the grocery store. They had a bin in the back, and there was a hammer holder in there that you could put your hammer in and a bunch of nails. Oh, yeah. Uh, I walked out of there, and it's virtually the same story as yours, only I had to work it off. Oh. So for the the rest of the week, I had to look at eggs under a light bulb to see whatever you're supposed to see when you look at eggs back under at a light the store, bulb. store, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. put me to work in wow. the back room. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mine, mine, same story, but it was a Ben Franklin. Oh, I yeah. grabbed a pack of baseball cards when I was about seven. Did they march you back I'd to the st- store? I, no, I stuck them in my pocket and walked out, and there was an employee two steps behind me. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, come on come on back here, son. Come on back. Gave me a little talking to it. Did parents today would march the kid back to the store? Some would. For a pack of gum? Some would, yeah. I still think. Yeah. Uh, why don't we bring Johnny Hyde on unless you know, one of you boys want to do something? Well, I'm just going to tell you that I... Um, I never broke that commandment. Good. I never stole from a store. I, uh, you, you, you've been stealing from Hubbard for thirty years. Thirty years. And that's <laughs> legal, though. I Reavers, I got to think you stole a girlfriend or two in high school. Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> I think we should. I think we should. Uh, and let's move on to to see clearer. You need clean windows to be safe. Yep. You shouldn't be up on a six to eight foot ladder cleaning out your gutters or cleaning your windows. You are correct. Don't break the window commandment. It's number 11. Thou shalt keep clear windows. And that's where Kahuna window cleaning and seasonal services come in. Why? Because they are professionals. They're going to do a good job. They're going to be efficient. We've heard from the reviews of Garage Logicians. They show up at the squeegee and they're masters. It's a concert. Their arm is going back and forth like a conductor, and boom, you got clean windows. They're in and out in no time. If you would like that same treatment, call Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services at 612 612- 888-5248. And when you do call them, send me a review. Send me an email. I want to know how they did, whether it's cleaning the windows, washing the house, cleaning out the gutters, roof washing, whatever the case may be. Kahuna will do it, and they'll do it safely, which is the number one way to get that job done. Go online to kahunawindowcleaning.com. Book a cleaning. Mention that you're a GLer. They will waive the trip charge. GL-approved, veteran-owned Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services, 612-888-5248. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. 
So one of the things I like about going to Moon Motorsports is I'm a I'm a motorcycle nerd. I I can find a good model in every single brand, and I love going in there and walking back and forth from the Ducatis to the Triumphs for street rides and back and forth from the KTMs to the Yamahas for the off-roaders. And I do that with sleds too, the Yamaha, the Polaris, the Skidoo's. And that's the great thing about Moon. If you want to see all these different brands and see the latest in bikes, ATVs, side-by-side sleds, electric scooters, you go to Moon Motorsports. They're the best. They're in Monticello, 25 minutes west of the metro, on the web, moonmotorsports.com, which, by the way, a wonderful website. And they have a updated daily updated list of their used machines. Oh, God, I love that about Moon. And the knowledge you're going to get from the sales, the parts, the service departments, they'll show you how to elevate that experience of yours. They're also going to buy your used machine, whatever it may be, a sled, bike, ATV. Get in there and get a quick and easy appraisal. Moon Motorsports. Here we're talking Ducati, BMW, Triumph, KTM, Husqvarna, Yamaha, Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, and Skidoo. Easy to find, south side of 94, west of 25 in Monticello, and that wonderful website, moonmotorsports.com. Husqvarna's off-road, right? Yeah. Steve and McQueen's Husqvarna is on auction. It's expected to bring at least 150 grand. The Husqvarna's are really competitive in motocross, mm-hmm. and they made a comeback a number of years ago. And you think, oh, what's this flyby? And no, they're legit. They've they're been really, around for years. Yeah, but they're really good, solid machines. Yeah. yeah. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh, one traffic note before we get to news. A stretch of Crosstown Highway 62 is closed until late Thursday afternoon because of a damage done uh, to a pedestrian bridge by a truck on Tuesday. The Minnesota Department of Transportation says westbound lanes on Highway 62 between the exits to 35W and Highway 100 will be closed until bridge repairs are made. Officials expect to be finished uh, with all of that by about 5 o'clock Thursday afternoon. An image from a traffic camera showed a truck scraping the bottom of the pedestrian bridge in Edina. So this morning I was told 5 p.m. today. So I've got one of the cameras locked on there all morning. At 8.30 a.m., they hadn't even finished staging yet. I drove the, by the, it at about, the, yeah, go the, ahead, the equipment, so it's like, uh, 5 o'clock today, I don't think so. <laughs> My favorite is I was coming eastbound on the Crosstown to come here today, and everyone has to slow down. Oh, they're working on the bridge. We better slow down and take a look. <laughs> Just go, you morons. You know what a teacher could even do it, Patrick Henry? You could have a whole... A semester on comparing Patrick Henry's views to what's happening today. It would be that, fascinating. That's brilliant. Yeah, it would be fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I still, I'm having a hard time getting past Jefferson. Jefferson, yeah, yeah. he was a that's hell of a guy. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. everything west of the Mississippi. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Brilliant move. That, you're right. That's the one, Kenny, that drives me crazy, that they would even remotely have an objection so educated so knowledgeable Mm -hmm. so curious oh gave you the country Uh, you're now luxuriating uh, in and also soiling your mess soiling your nest yep but but like you say joe if their uh, thing is to destroy that country perhaps that's you know exactly what what we're looking at that's what they're doing but like that emailer said you know the fundamentals of communism and socialism white guys (laughs) 
Yeah, they're white. Why don't you pick on them? A bunch of white guys. <laughs> was Mark that Gil? Two bit white it, guy. It was. He's a reporter. Very poor He's a newspaper guy. guy. He was a hack. <laughs> uh, in the news, it was a crime filled Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning around the Twin Cities. Police say one person in custody after a shooting in Prior Lake. That happened early this morning. Officers called to a home on the 3600 block of Willow Beach Street Southwest shortly before 2.30 for reports of shots being fired. When police got there, they found activity in a yard outside of a home. As they dealt with that call, more gunshots were heard being fired near a home. As of this update, police say they have a male in custody but did not specify the person's age. In addition, they say no one was injured during the shooting and a handgun was found at the scene. In St. Paul, a man and a woman are dead after a Tuesday night shooting. A child called 911 from a home on the city's greater east side along the 2000 block of California Avenue East. Police say five children under the age of 10 were inside at the time. Officers went to the home around 9.15, found the two adults with apparent gunshot injuries, both dying at the scene. The department says it's not seeking any suspects at this time. More info expected to be released at a press conference later this afternoon. Police say a person was shot overnight in Brooklyn Park. Luckily not injured. Shot at, excuse me, but not injured. According to Brooklyn Park Police, officers called to Norwood Park shortly after 1.30 in the morning for a report of a person being shot at. Officers got there and found multiple spent shell casings and learned that as the person was leaving the park, two vehicles had blocked the entrance by parking in front of it. Police say that's when the victims heard several gunshots, one bullet hitting their windshield. The suspects then fled the scene in their vehicles, and the person who was shot at called for help from their home. And about 30 minutes later, no other details immediately available. Uh, meanwhile, the man who was shot and killed Sunday at George Floyd Square in Minneapolis has been identified as 25-year-old Aaron James Rogers of Las Vegas. Police say two men in their 20s were shot just before 1 p.m. at the intersection of 38th Street East and Chicago Avenue South. Rogers and the second victim were taken to Hennepin County Medical Center. Rogers was pronounced dead later that afternoon. Police have not announced any arrests in the case, and they would like some help. If you know anything, you're asked to call Crime Stoppers at 800-277-8477. Was the guy in town visiting family, John? I was just going to say, yeah. do you not, think, not no, sure. seriously, do you think this fellow was making a pilgrimage? To this supposedly famous intersection, which is just an urban mess. Aaron Roger, 25, of Las Vegas. Yep. That was my first thought, that he was perhaps just coming to see it. And Gee whiz. Yep. Uh, not a lot of info. Barry, a very weird story from St. Paul. Firefighters there rescuing a woman overnight after she apparently fell into an open manhole on the sidewalk. The rescue took about an hour, began about 1 in the morning Wednesday at West 5th Street and Washington Avenue near Rice Park. No info on how the woman ended up up in the hole or why, and no info on her condition, but paramedics did take the woman to the hospital. And Jeez. it wasn't sectioned off or anything, John, or had a, what do you call it, the yellow caution? Yeah, the warning sign out front. As far as we know. Wow. No, That's damn no near in front of the Ordway. Right. And that's just been worked on, hasn't it? That area. I don't know. In a couple local town lately. (laughs) Do you think (laughs) were they doing work there? Do we know that or not? Do you think the manhole cover could have been ripped off? I don't know. I mean, they're pretty heavy. Yeah. And a couple of business news-related items. Best Buy said it'll soon offer a wider selection of hearing aids. 
after a federal ruling this week created a market expansion for devices that do not require a prescription. Hello. Yesterday, the Yesterday, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration issued its final rule to allow the sale of over-the-counter hearing aids. These types Sorry. of hearing devices. <laughs> these types I play of golf with a guy who can't hear, yeah. and he refuses to wear hearing aids, and you got to yell at him. You be oh, yeah. one foot away. You got to, huh? You can pick it up. I used what? to know. Uh, I used to know an old guy from Wisconsin that would ride over on his four-wheeler over to my buddy's land with his little uh, dog's, um, uh, I don't know what it was, Sparky or something. And you could ask him things right to his face that were the most revolting, awful things. And he had no idea what you were talking about. Hey, uh, hey, Vern, is uh, Sparky's a pretty good kisser, isn't he? <laughs> He's like, yeah! Sure. I, I played with another guy once who lost his hearing in uh, the Korean War. Oh. And he'd pull up alongside you as you're about to putt, and he'd have the thing in reverse. So it's going. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't hear it. He didn't care. That's my John McDougal story. Remember our great, great newsman, John McDougal? Sure, he was sure. actually a, a network news guy for ABC, yeah. and he ended up in radio. He was so deaf that when the weather alarm used to go off, that oh was sitting God. by the AP and the U. Do you remember this, yes. Russ? Yep. The AP and the UPI machine, and it would be going beep, beep, beep. <laughs> He'd be sitting five feet away, hacking away at the typewriter, right. had no idea <laughs> that it was off. I was so afraid of him when I first started. Young man, young man. <laughs> he was and awesome. Then, the hell of a guy. He was. Yeah. He was. He, he, he was on me. He was ripping me for something. That's that what you want. And somebody walked by, and he winked at that person that walked by. So I knew yep. that he was, I, you just sit there yeah. and take it. He's yeah. just giving you a hard time. I, uh, I have two older brothers, both who wear hearing aids. And on occasion, my oldest brother will forget them to put them in. Yeah. <laughs> and that creates some very interesting yeah. conversations yeah. because it's, he it's has a lot of no fun. idea. And yeah. just, you know, starts talking about things nobody was talking about. Uh, the fact that you'll be able to buy these over the counter is expected to lower the cost of hearing aids for people who need them. From what I understand, uh, they're priced obnoxiously. They are from very what my brothers expensive. Have told me, very yeah. expensive. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Target reporting solid sales for the fiscal second quarter. However, its profit plunged almost ninety percent after it was forced to cut prices to clear unwanted inventories of clothing, home goods, and electronics. Uh, back in early June, you might remember Target warned it was canceling orders from suppliers and would be aggressively cutting prices, which it did because of a pronounced spending shift by Americans as the pandemic eased. Target executives said that while their effort to right-size its inventory harmed profitability for the quarter, they were confident it was the right move for the future of the company. Hmm. Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney increasingly open this morning about considering a 2024 presidential campaign after soundly losing a Republican primary to a challenger backed by former President Trump. Speaking to NBC in the wake of the loss, the third-term congresswoman called Trump a, quote, very grave threat and risk to our republic, said defeating him will require what she called a broad and united front of Republicans, Democrats, and independents, and that's what I intend to be part of. She declined to say if she'd run for the presidency, but conceded it is something she is thinking about. The primary results and the more than 35-point margin of her defeat were a powerful reminder of the GOP's shift toward Donald Trump. 
The party once dominated by national security-oriented, business-friendly conservatives like her father, former Vice President Dick Cheney, now belongs to Trump, according to the experts, animated by his populist appeal and his denial of defeat in the 2020 election. What do you think of that, Joe? The Cheney loss and the uh, party. You all right? You okay, Kenny? What do you think of that? I I don't have any thoughts. You don't want to go there today, huh? <laughs> nah, I don't feel like it. Uh, I think it's I think it's really fascinating, and uh, I'm not optimistic about the Republican Party. Well, I, uh, I asked Joe this before. What reason do you have to be? They're they're not going to come together before the next <laughs> presidential so, election. I asked Joe this before we we started recording the show, and the way it's being presented, at least the way I'm seeing it, we're supposed to feel this is supposed to be some great loss for you know. I I don't get why I'm supposed to be upset about this. Well, as a Republican, she took on the Trump gang, and that, that required some courage on her part. Uh, but there are people in the Republican gang who find her folly and uh, point out that she's uh, has spent her entire life on the third rail and is nowhere near being the common man, but she has positioned herself as fighting for truth, justice in the American way. Chris, she voted for impeachment, and that's a a huge sticking point with Trump Republicans. But you you call the the Republican Party idiots, but... Yeah, I think they are. You have to admit, so what are you going to do, vote Democrat? I have no... I'm lonely, man. I got nothing. I got nothing. You're a man without a country. I I don't see the other side. I see the other side as being worse. uh, Kenny, there's nobody out. It's a shame that this once great country came down to these two knuckleheads. It's just amazing to me. Just just amazing. Stay out of this one. I'm holding out hope that (laughs) the right side will get their act together. I just don't see it happening before this election. I think this election is going to... um, prove once and for all which side is in control of the Republican Party. Well, what you're seeing is each party doing what they think they need to do to stay in power. They don't want to have anything to do with us. Right. And there's, they have the same equal turmoil on the left, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're going through the same thing yeah. uh, the, the right side is. It's just I don't have any hope for the next election. I thought it was a bit— uh, It's eight years down the road as far as I'm concerned. I thought it was a bit outside for uh, Liz Cheney to liken herself to Abraham Lincoln. Well, no, what you said about her, the the third rail, is absolutely the truth. You got to go Nixon on him. You got to get something on him. The uh, the issue to me is both sides appear to be heading to the way that doesn't look good to me. That's that's the unfortunate. Well, that's so a what do you do? Run. Yeah, yeah, and, well, and you just said the same thing. I, I mean, basically, yeah. that you know, the further left right is going, and further left. Well, okay, and the the people controlling the party are the ones, unfortunately, that I I can't relate to in any any way. So okay, either party. Let me ask you. Are uh, we on a break? Are we on? We're let on. me ask you the question then, and we've heard the question a million times. <laughs> Were we better off with Trump in office? In terms of as, po- as in a terms country, of policies, yes. Yeah. Where are you going, Chris? Where are you going? I'm just gonna sit over here. No, I I, I agree with Such. I think we were better off. Um, okay, I, I th- go ahead, man. You have to factor in the pandemic that it wasn't a normal four years. No. The, the, uh, I did think the Trump, pandemic help or hurt him. I, I think initially it hurt him because it, as it turns out, it was the uh, Woodward interview, was it not? 
where he knew the seriousness of this pretty early on, and he tried to be a cheerleader for the country, and we're going to handle this, and this isn't going to be a big deal. I think that hurt him, and what helped him on the right side is the fact that he jumped on well, actually, I don't know if it helped him, but he was one of the first proponents of getting a vaccine and getting it right away. Um, and you'll remember the left, a lot of people on the left said, no way, I'm not taking that vaccine. Taking it, yeah. Not. Yeah, right. And then as the, soon uh, as... the president and the current vice yeah, president. Yeah, and as soon as they took over the office, then it's Biden's vaccine, and it's wonderful, and yeah. Well, Trump had three of, the, of his four years pre-pandemic. It was really only in 20 that he had to okay. wrestle with the pandemic. Remember he thought it was going to be over by Easter? Yeah. You know, and he shut down a lot of this global warming nonsense and the money spent on it. And it, no matter what you think about the border. I cheered that. I just cheered that. Yeah. yeah. And no matter what you think about him and the border, uh, it's in shambles now. It's yep. a disaster now. Uh-huh. We're, uh, by the way, Joel and I got a story from Jordy. Did you? Were you going to do that one today? No. New York City's uh, one of their luxury hotels in Manhattan is being turned into a migrant shelter. Mm-hmm. Because is that, is that the migrants that uh, Abbott's sending up? The, to? Yeah, I the believe so. governor of Texas is sending them I up there. So <laughs> we haven't talked much about that, right. have we? I'll just uh, no, we have move on with the news here at this point. If nobody cares, I think you should. Yeah, from the. Oops Department, hmm. with cracked ground and dried up plants, Lake Edwin Johnson in South Carolina looks like a desert. South Carolina Department of Natural Resources said the lake was accidentally drained last week, which <laughs> killed How the do that? that there. Bill, what switch did you hit? <laughs> now, apparently, the Department of Natural Resources in South Carolina does, on occasion, uh, gradually drain lakes. It's for the health of the lake. Uh, the Greg Lucas, who was with the department, said the drawdown of the lake was already scheduled. Officials said the lake was already down 10 feet, though, and the plan was to do some repairs and restock it by 2024. However, they said that plan was interrupted. The lake drained all the way, and, of course, all the fish that were there were killed, and that was unfortunate, said Lucas. The SCDNR said they still don't know what happened. <laughs> Lucas said, quote, could have been somebody turned the wrong valve, or it could be the water structure misfiring, but something went wrong. There's just no way of telling what happened. He said uh, the SDNR, they don't know how it happened. It's important it doesn't happen again. Lucas saying it's really one of those things that's not anybody's fault. They said until the fish reopens in 2024, people in the area can fish on nearby Lake Craig. Breaking news item to the Garage Logic Twitter account. Rookie, I need your help with Go. this one. If you could come over here, please, and look at this po- photo. Yep. Does this have anything to do with this lake situation? Chaz just tweeted the GL podcast account along with Patrick Royce. This looks like a staff photo oh, um, yeah. from you oh, yeah. and Pat. Look at the long-haired hippie writing for the Minneapolis Tribune in this you know, photo. You know who he looks like? <laughs> Neil Young. Yes! yes! That's exactly who he looks like. Me? Yes. And the very plump Patrick Royce yes. with the full head of hair. <laughs> That's got to be a wig. That has to be a hair piece. You know, the angle of your smile is really, it's like you just smoked a whole bunch of dope. So, like, you're you going to take my picture, man? Like, what's going on with this photo, man? Oh God. <laughs> what year is this from? That comes that up every once in a while. <laughs> Muchacho. Anyway, uh, check it out. Garage Logic uh, Twitter account. Thank you very much, Chaz. I had never seen this photo before. Look at the crew, though. 
You got Don Riley, Bob Fowler, huh? Yeah. The Gary Olson. Yeah. Reavers, when I first met Such in the uh, mid-'80s, I couldn't believe that a man that disheveled could be so <laughs> successful. He had a lot more hair then, but he didn't own a comb. Oh, yeah. A comb. I mean, his hair went virtually everywhere. He was a disaster. Yeah. His, he'd wear two different colors, socks. He's got the bony, white, pasty knees, the T-shirt that has toothpaste and gravy on it. Oh, and I'm going, this yeah. guy is Souchere? Really? <laughs> Not much has changed, huh? Exactly the same. <laughs> uh, we have a obscure musician's death, a very important fellow in the scheme of things, though. And I missed this somehow. He died last week. He is Bill Pittman. Bill was a member uh, of the uh, Wrecking Crew. And he was a fine oh. guitar player. He accompanied among, well, he accompanied everybody, Frank Sinatra, Elvis Presley, Barbara Streisand, played on hundreds of rock and roll hits from the late 50s to the 70s, was heard on over 200 soundtracks of countless Hollywood films and television shows, and, of course, commercials. He died at his home in La Quinta, California. He was 102 years old. Wow. wow. Yeah, virtually anonymous outside the music world, but revered within it. Pittman was a member of the Wrecking Crew, a a loosely organized core of peerless L.A. freelancers who were in constant demand. Uh, Some of the stuff he played on that, uh, he played lead guitar on, uh, were uh, Elvis's Blue Hawaii, the Ronettes' Be My Baby, the Beach Boys' Good Vibrations. Uh, he played the, uh, you know, the ukulele at the beginning of Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, That is uh, Pittman. He played that. B.J. Thomas? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Played on stuff by the Monkees, the Mamas and the Papas, Simon and Garfunkel, Ricky Nelson, Jan and Dean, Johnny Rivers, the Birds, Nat King Cole, Tony Bennett, Everly okay, Brothers, Peggy Lee. Okay, we get the idea. On and on and on. All these people, right? How do you keep but track? But the, the genre jumping there, wow. Yeah, well, funny, uh, the last part of this story, uh, by the way, you can see all about the Wrecking Crew on a movie called The Wrecking Crew. Oh, it's so good. if you yeah, watch it. Yeah, really good. Uh, now, despite playing on hundreds of rock and roll records, he was generally indifferent toward rock and roll, according to... To fellas in the Wrecking Crew, they said uh, he played rock and roll as well as any guitarist they had ever seen. Uh, he sometimes expressed surprise at the success of his work in that genre. Uh, the Wrecking Crew fellas said he wasn't a big rock and roll fan, but loved jazz, and he liked to uh, play works by folks well, like Charlie Mary Watts. Pace, never Dave listened Cruz to any Stones records. Yeah, yeah. Your own worst critic. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Kenny, Matt, and Reavers never listening to any GL episodes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you guys post um, them? Speaking of jazz, John, um, after I left yesterday, did you cover Butch Thompson? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. We talked okay, about Butch. Okay, good. Yeah. 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 Johnny, thank you. For, oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I just yeah. want to tell you, though, that... Yes, there, it is. How do you do? Yes, sir. plenty of riding season left for the electric bike scooters and four-wheel, little four-wheel drivers for the kids that you can get at EcoFund Motorsports, two locations, the new store in Forest Lake right on Highway 97, just immediately west of Interstate 35, in the new location in Burnsville on the uh, service road, just off 35W south of Pawn America. Both locations have the the great selection and variety of electric bikes, including the Bintelli e-bikes. And and the beauty of EcoFun is you'll get the right bike. You'll get the right fit, the right size tires, the right equipment. You'll have lots of great autumn riding with a new electric bike from EcoFun and those gas scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure and uh, 
They're really moving up in the world because EcoFund is now a Piaggio USA dealer. Vespa scooters, Moto Guzzi motorcycles, and high-end Aprilia motorcycles. Good selection of stock. The new ones arrive daily. Great service department. Great uh, apparel and helmets and great people. Tim Bloom and his daughter, Kaylin. Kaylin's a electric bike expert. Check everything out at EcoFunMotorsports.com. Well, the time is right, folks. I don't know what season it is, uh, Kenneth Allen Olson, but I'll tell you right now, it's the time of the season not for loving, but for spiral light candles. If you've been burning boring candles, that means you get a candle, it's got a scent on it, and you light it, and it just burns. It doesn't do anything fun. Well, spiral light candles are very unique. They burn in a circular motion. They're fun to watch burn, and it's a conversation piece. So if you're going to give someone special that anniversary gift, birthday gift, Christmas is coming around the corner, and the state fair is right here, they will be at the grandstand. Check out the spiral light candle booth right there. They're wonderful people. They are garage logicians, and they want you to be entertained when you light a candle. Their selection, check it out online, spiralightcandles.com, or better yet, check them out at the Minnesota State Fair. Give them a wink and a nudge and say, do you have that cylinder index candle available? And they'll go, yeah, right over here. And you'll be walking out of there with the cylinder index candle made specifically for Garage Logic. This business started in the garage. They're a Garage Logic family, and they're advertising on this podcast. So please patronize them with purchasing candles that are not boring. Check it out at spiralightcandles.com. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Twins are playing right now. Three to nothing. Oh, twins. I am paying rapt attention to the broadcast. So Rich did the same thing for July 4th that he's doing for the State Fair. He offered up a sale. He started early, running long. Right now at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, Rich is offering up his State Fair special 10% off all safes in the store or, and I like this one even better, 20% off on select Liberty safes through August 25th. But you're going to have to stop into Maple Grove Lock and Safe, chat with Rich, and nail down the right unit that's going to work for you. You'd think that'd be easy enough. You know, you hop on the website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com, but... Rich has over 100 safes in stock right now. No two people, no two safes are alike. And keep that in mind. Uh, I've been preaching this for, for many years now. The Liberty Safe, that's the best safe you can buy in the United States, no matter which version of the Liberty you pick up. It's made in the United States by uh, upstanding American citizens. Log on to that website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Get familiar with the lineup. Get a, a kind of an idea of what you like. Um, because there's different levels of protection from both fire and the, the Johnny Sneakums of the world. Uh, but the early State Fair special, 10% off all safes or 20% off select Liberty safes through the 25th at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. And that website again, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. I want to do a, uh, a segment on GLer's fascination with the automobile. Uh, in many cases, fascination with the muscle car, but I've run out of time today. We're going to do it tomorrow. Oh, perfect. Positive Thursday. Scooting yeah. over Body Works. Yeah. There we go. I want to do it tomorrow. I've been trying to get you to sign up for Facebook just to get Marketplace. I agree with you, uh, and I really want to do that, and I'll have to have a kid do it for me. And have them set it up so you can't 
have followers or any of no, that all nonsense. All I want to see are the ads. Oh, yeah, you know, I yesterday uh, I just entered in Studebaker Hawk. Oh, oh it was just so but, wonderful. But now, do you get them from around the country? Yeah, yeah. You can shop local or you can shop nationwide. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I did the same thing for you, wasn't it? Uh, it was MGs, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, and it was just a plethora of really cool machines. You should follow that and then do like what Rookie does and just follow food accounts. Right. For social media. Oh, you're going to love it. Roasts that uh, you've got. You have a, a uh, what do you call those things you put them in? The slow cooker? We don't have one. Yeah, you yes, do. Yes, I do. Oh, we do have one? Yeah, yeah you have you one. Do, you, oh. She might even have that, uh, what's the latest one? The, uh, I don't know. Fast one? I don't. That's how she so, makes a sound. Wait, you slow cook it fast? Yeah. I, I entered in last week. Um, I looked up all the dune buggies for sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I'm not going to buy a dune buggy, but I love dune buggies. It's great. Then I entered in Chopper. There's a guy in Wisconsin that has a Triumph Chopper built just like the Captain America bike in Easy Rider. And it's affordable and it's beautiful, but it's a twin cylinder. Uh, triumph. It's really cool. I mean, Does the license plate frame say this used to be one hell of a country. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't notice that, but that's a great phrase from that movie. Mm-hmm. Only because they come to us all the way from Umalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans at Worldwide Waftage. It was on this day, August 17th, in 1862, five young Dakota men murdered the Baker family. On a farm near Acton in Meeker County. I don't think we still have a Meeker County. Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. Uh, How could we we not? Yeah, we do, Meeker Malax, yeah. Uh, Upon hearing this news, some Dakota leaders decide to launch a general attack on settler settler colonists near the Lower Sioux Agency, beginning the U.S.-Dakota War of 1862. Wow. And on this day in 1946... The county seat of Meeker County is Litchfield. I see. On this day in 1946, a tornado killed 11 people Mm. and injured 60 in Mankato and North Mankato. And a second tornado injured 200 people in Wells an hour later. Mm. Is Wells still with us as a town? Oh, yeah. They have a town ball team. Do they really? Yeah, seriously. I'm shocked. That was on this day in 1946. Man, that's not that long ago, but I guess the warnings have really improved in the last 80 years, haven't they? Yes, by a mile. Holy mackerel. And even even then, you're still losing people. people. You're still losing people. People, you know, their house. people. Wow. And 200 injured. They were all fighting to open that trap door. Get oh, the yeah. The storm cellar. Oz, the right. storm cellar. Wells they, lost to Gaylord to get to the state tournament. And you could see the Twista coming. <laughs> it's a Twista. It's Twista. a Twista. Gosh, if you haven't seen Wicked, go see Wicked. We have debris. That's a really oh, good wait. you got to go take her to uh, the musical. Yeah, why don't you take her to the musical? Yeah. A little night nice out in the town, big night. shot. Come on. Huh? huh? Head over to Such and I actually. Debris. Debris. Such and I have a date um, during the run of the state fair. We're going out on a Tuesday evening. I'm Joe going and I. with, by the way. Oh. I think we should all go. Hey, 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 hey. Hang on. What? You want <laughs> to go too? Where are we you? going? Henderson. We're going to Henderson. For the car show. For the, uh, what do they call it? The drive-in? <laughs> the roll-in? The, the something? Rook, you uh, probably won't make it for that one. Uh, no. I got to go to media night at uh, no, the, the Orpheum. Those are the bachelor finals. 
Jeez. <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. Thank you, G. I don't know what Oh, wait, 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 wait. Don't, don't hit the music. Go back to Twitter right now. Okay. 24 oh. seconds ago, Joe Schneider tweeted a picture of Joe that was obviously taken uh, in the podcast studio, the outer office, the, the area. Wow, Joe. What? Wow. What? Can somebody bring it up and uh, show uh, Such? I'm trying to look for it. Joe Was this Schneider? on your account? No, it's uh, he responded. Oh, yeah, he did respond to me. Hold on, I'll retweet it. Yeah. Uh, no hair, all gray. He's got that look like he's sitting in the home and he's wondering when it's bedtime or that he just wet his <laughs> oh, pants. God. And he's got some sort of shawl or something <laughs> over him. <laughs> who, am I, who am I looking for? Uh, Kenny just retweeted it. Mm. That's very funny. Show Such. Well, he's got it on his phone. Uh, I go to the, the magnifying glass. No, nope. the Twitters. <laughs> he hit the house for the home. Uh, go to the Twitters. Okay, I hit the house. Yep. Go to the Twitters. Oh, way up at the top. Oh, geez. Oh, my God. It looks like I'm being locked up. Right. No, I know why the shirt's over me to hide the toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. He looks like Doc Baker. Yeah. <laughs> Not from Little House, but from Back to the Future. Because <laughs> there were two famous Doc I did Bakers. add a caption just now to the Garage Logic podcast account. Sir, did you get separated from the group? Yes, yes, yeah. that's perfect. That's exactly what I that think it should be more like, I just sharded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what just happened? Right. Uh, oh, Why does that picture even exist? I yeah, believe that's who a took Ro- it? I believe that's a Ross production, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was that not too long ago was on Twitter also. Ross, I take back everything I've said about you, both <laughs> on and off the air. My friend, you are a genius. I don't know that you can, Ken. You've said a lot. Speaking of social media, follow us along on oh, yeah. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Rook. It's super easy to do. Uh, it's easier to go onto YouTube and subscribe. That's more than just a follow. Subscribing to it will get you in the club. And if you're poking around Pod MN on your smartphone, that means you're going to get introduced to a podcast that you don't know about and you may very well enjoy listening to, just like this one. We'll do it all again tomorrow for 9.07. 9.07 tomorrow. Wait, I thought we started at noon. 907. What time is it? Who's found the harmonica? Kenny, keep going.